we have not had the chance to meet, my name is Julian, and I have the honor and privilege of being the students coordinator here for this campus. Um, before we get started and continue on our series on, on giving till it hurts, is it cool if I pray real quick? Sweet. So God, we just say thank you for tonight. God, we say thank you for what you're going to do. We recognize that your spirit is in the room with us as a whole, but you want to speak to us uniquely. So God, we ask, will you help us to grow in our walk with you? Will you challenge us? God, will you help us to understand how much you love us? And it is in your name, everyone said, amen, amen. Hey, so have any of you ever wanted to like splurge on someone in a gift? Maybe... Myself, I have my wife, Claudia, here. She's in the front row. She's beautiful. She's great. So she's really easy to spend money on. It's her birthday this Sunday. Can you all say happy birthday to Claudia real quick? There we go. Okay, no need to sing, no need to sing. But, but my example is saying it's easy to, to invest a lot of money into people you care about. It might be your mom on Mother's Day, just so you know. Mother's Day is May 14th. Don't forget it. Father's Day is in June. For some reason, we always forget... Father's Day. We're like, oh, okay, all right. I'm sorry, Dad. Good job. Here's a drill, right? Um, so, but I love to, at times, it's not often, but I love to put a lot of money into people. Uh, maybe you're that person in, in high school who thought, I'm going to buy a life-size bear from Costco, put it on the bus, and take it to my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Maybe that's you. I don't know if that's still a thing. That was a thing in high school. There would always be that one kid that walks off the bus with a six-foot, $150 bear. Um, but at times, sometimes you want to buy things for people. We grab all these things or an expensive item, and we, we take it to the, the checkout counter, and we scan it, it's a boop, and then we see the price tag, and we're like, well, they don't need all of that. They weren't going to know anyway. I mean, they have a birthday next year. They have a birthday every year. Or maybe you're like me who loves to spend money. I love in and out My wife and I will be like, what are we going to have for dinner? And then like, we like bounce back dumb ideas, and we go, well, in and out right? But here's the thing, we all get in and out. I'll spend money on food. I like buying uh, fast food. I love in and out Chick-fil-A. We have all the apps. We have Starbucks. We have, we got Dairy Queen recently. Like, we love to spend money on food. But here's the thing, I won't even spend 15 bucks on a shirt. I will spend all this money on one food, on food one time that will sustain me for an hour, but then a $15 shirt I can wear dozens of times, I'll be like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's, it's just not... It's not getting the value, but the thing is, oftentimes, we live our life holding on to the money we have. We live our life holding on to the little bit we have. We, we might spend money on things we like or maybe things we shouldn't or, or maybe sometimes there's things we need to buy, but we don't buy it because we don't feel comfortable. But at times, it's hard because we live in a society that says more is better. You need more Instagram followers. You need more money. You need the nicer shoes. I bet you five bucks, one of you, instead of paying attention to service, is going to be on the GOAT app before the end of the night. We think about, I have to have the newest iPhone. I have to have, have the newest laptop or whatever it may be that, that society tells you you need. We, we, live in, we live in such a world of more, 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 but sometimes God will challenge us to not just have more, but to give more, even if it materially means we have less. This is challenging because it's so much against of what it's not what we are used to as a society. But there's this principle in scripture called tithing. Somebody say tithing. So tithing, the word tithe, 
is the Hebrew word for tenth. If anyone is a really good at math, what is a tenth? What fraction is that? One over ten. Y'all are great. What percent is that? Ten percent. What's the decimal? Point one. Y'all are genius. See, so the tithe is ten percent. Tithing is the concept of giving to God our first 10% of what you have for his purpose. The tithe is the income you make and then giving to the church the top 10% of what you have. It is a concept that is in the Old Testament. It is Abraham tithes to Melchizedek before Israel was a nation. Moses commands the nation of Israel to tithe. Malachi confirms God's heart on tithing, and Jesus encourages tithing in the New Testament. So this is not just an Old Testament thing, but this is something we see in the New Testament as well. See, tithing is giving to God the first 10%, the best 10%. So some of you are in here and you're like, my friend invited me to boom night. Of course, they're talking about money. Great. It's one of those churches. Don't worry. It's not like that. Hopefully this helps explain to what tithing is. But the thing about tithing is that you are giving 10% to the place you are planted, the place you're spiritually fed. So raise your hand if you would say Zion City is your church. Like this is where I go on Sundays and Wednesdays. So Zion City would be the place you tithe. But if you are in here and it's your first time, or maybe you come every once in a while, but you say, hey, Julian, this isn't my church. I come every now and then, but I go to another church. That's where you tithe. If you're not even a believer and you're like, I don't even know this Jesus thing is real, this would not apply to you. This is something that God is asking of believers. See, an example of tithing is if you had a part-time job at McDonald's, you're out there grinding. It's like, what, $15 an hour at McDonald's, which is crazy. What is it? 1238? That sounds illegal. That sounds a little bit under minimum wage. Um, it's, it's a lot. It's it's good amount. And if you worked 200, you worked a bunch of hours and got $200, your tithe would be $20, 10%. But this is not something, the tithe is not something that, that you go, well, I'm going to buy my mom a gift, and then I'm going to go buy food, and then I'm going to buy some shoes, and then, oh, man, I have, like, left. Here, Jesus. It's the best. It's the first fruits. It is what comes first. That the moment you have received income, it could be birthday money. It could be uh, Christmas money. It could be from your job, whatever it may be that is considered income in your life. It is the first thing you do. It is the top. We do not give God scraps because God did not give us scraps. God did not give you like a, well, if I had like, God had like 30 kids, he goes, I'll give you like number 27. He gave us his one and only son. And because he gave us his one and only son, we give him our best. See, tithing is simply appreciating God's favor and blessing in your life. And when you do this, by giving up something, you are giving value and honor to God because he's the one who helped you get that in the first place. Because some of you go, wait, you're telling me I got to work 10 hours, but then I get to keep nine hours pay and give one hour's pay to the church. You're like, what the heck is going on? But what this is for is that this is not just something of I'm giving it away to give it away, but you're recognizing 
man, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have had this job in the first place. If it wasn't for God, my grandma might not have given me birthday money. <laughs> You're like, what's my grandma? Well, you had, God had to nudge you a little bit because you can be a little crazy. See, God, that God puts it upon people's heart to give. He puts it upon your employer's heart to hire you that not everything you do is because of you. See, but the first point of this message is that tithing is an act of worship. Tithing is a form of worship because it shows God you trust him, not money to provide. How many of y'all like money? I'll be honest. I, I, two hands. Two hands. And a leg. See, we like money, but oftentimes we think money is going to save us from everything. We can buy our problems away. We can buy happiness. We can buy a Fortnite skin. You name it. But the thing is, is that Money can't save you because here's the reality. It's kind of just paper. I remember when I was, I think it was like 2020, there was something hitting the market called Dogecoin. Anybody remember Dogecoin? Anybody lose money on Dogecoin? <laughs> nice, me too, right? See, the thing is, is it was this thing. It was, oh my gosh, Dogecoin. It's based off of a meme. Uh, Snoop Dogg endorses it. Elon Musk is behind this. Dogecoin's crazy. It's gonna blow up. And the market was rising. It was rising. I was putting money in it. I had like $500 profit. And then all of a sudden, one day, it just suddenly started to tank. And I put all this money into it and I ended up losing money. I had put so much of my hope in Dogecoin that I almost made it my God. One time I was in church, working here at the church, not gonna lie, and I was looking at my Dogecoin measurements and the Holy Spirit said, if you focus as much time on me as you did Dogecoin, some stuff would happen. And I was like, okay, we're selling all of our Dogecoin. <laughs> all right, here we go. But I had an issue because I made money my master. Matthew chapter six, verse 24 says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So tithing is a way we show that we prioritize God over our money. See, tithing is an act of saying, God, you are more important than the things I have. You are God, money is not. Though paper can buy me things, God is our true provider. Next point, tithing prioritizes God over money. Worship can be challenging, right? We said tithing is a form of worship. Worship should cost us something. You can't just come to church and be like, well, I came, I listened to four songs. There you go, God, right? Worship should cost us something because if we say God is as good as he is, he deserves a little bit of effort on our end. He deserves a little bit of, I mean, if he you, if you sent his only son to die, the best we could do is at least worship him. And this is something that can be hard for us because sometimes we get a little extra money in our life and we go, appreciate you, Jesus. I'm gonna go to Chick-fil-A because it's a Christian company. That's my tithe with the nuggets. Amen. Pre-blessed. They probably prayed for it before I even touched it. Amen. <laughs> but the thing is, is if not careful, we treat the blessings of God as just mundane. But when we treat our tithe as worship, we're saying, God, this is an act that costs me something. Because it's challenging 
especially when we're asked to give 10%. 10 is a lot. You're like, not too much. When you have bills, it's a lot. Studies show that the average American church, the average person only gives 2% of their income. Scripture asks us for 10. And we're giving two. See, God will never give you more of something that you're not willing to give back to him. That's also what tithing is. It's a recognition of, I didn't do this on my own. This is God. Because just as much as money we can get, we can lose it real quick. The Lord gives and he takes away. And the tithe makes us stay a little humble and go, okay, God, this is yours. Because sometimes all we do is go, God, gimme, 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 gimme. And we never feel comfortable with what we have. And we go, God, well, I'll tithe and I have more money. God, I'll tithe when I get a raise. God, I'll give when I, when I get a, my birthday comes around. I get some extra money after I buy the PS5. And we do this thing where we, all we do is want, and we ask God for more, but God is like, listen, man, I can't give you something if you're not willing to give it back to me. 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, it says, Warn the rich. Sure, give me one second, guys, sorry. Warn the rich people of this world not to be proud or to trust in wealth that is easily lost. Tell them to have faith in God who is rich and blesses us with everything we need to enjoy in life. I probably lost a little bit of you guys in this room because you're like, I'm not rich. I'm broke. I have no money. You probably have something. You're like, I have $3, like Patrick, right? But here's the thing. It's not just talking about rich people need to fear God. It's just not talking about people who've had it made, but this is something that if not careful, how many of y'all said, I can't wait till I'm rich. I wanna be rich. It's the chase of being rich. It's the chase of one day I will have enough. One day there will be enough money. The thing is, is that we trust in money too much at times. And we think, well, when I have enough money, I'll be good. When I have enough, I'll be generous. When I get a job, I'll help the homeless guy. When, when, I, when, I get, when I get some extra money, when I, I finally get that raise of 25 cents at, at McDonald's after working there for three years, I'm, I'll, I'll, finally, I'll, I'll finally start putting a little bit in, in, in the giving box. But we are waiting to be rich materially, but tithing helps us to be spiritually wealthy. Because tithing requires faith. Tithing isn't always easy. Not everyone was born a tither. It wasn't like you came out of the womb and you're like, yep, I'm gonna be a tither. It's something that takes faith. Because remember, it's 10%. 10% is a lot. But tithing is believing God can do more with your 90% than you could do with 100% on your own. I'm going to say that again. Tithing is believing that God can pay for your bills and give you abundance in 90% than you could do if you just held it all by yourself. But not just that. The tithe, the 10% just doesn't go under Pastor Taylor's mattress. It goes out. Because your tithe isn't just a thing of you're like, well, I have my 90%. The 10% isn't just here. It's, though it's there to reach others around you. Because it talks about that we go back to give where you are spiritually fed. Here's the thing. You can come to church 
and take, 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 and think that it's just about you and free Christian samples of, I'm gonna get a good word and feel good. But what the tithe is too, is it's going, no, no, no. I'm about what this house is doing. I'm about what God's doing in my city. I'm about what God's doing in Kenya in a month. I'm about the missions. I'm about what he's doing in my school. I'm about what God has in store for this nation, for this world. That tithing is a concept that challenges us because it makes us not think about us. But God is inviting you to trust him in your tithing. Because I know a lot of you, I've probably lost you and you're like 10%. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust God. I don't know. And it's a point that we go, I, I've heard the stories of God providing. I, I think he does it, but I'm just not quite sure. But in Malachi chapter three, starting in verse 10, it says, bring the whole tithe. So is that 9%? The whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. God is literally saying, I get it. It's scary. Trust me. Trust me. The Gen Z translation, bet. Malachi 3.10, GZT, Generation Z Translation, bet. Because here's the thing, God's saying, listen, I have something for you. Because tithing isn't just a thing of giving away, but God blesses those who are obedient and who are generous. See, God recognizes the sacrifice of a tithe, right? Is 1% a sacrifice? Maybe, I don't, not really. 10 means something. 10 is a sacrifice. But, but the thing about the tithe is that it's not always comfortable. But I'll say this, that sometimes worship is uncomfortable. And, but in the uncomfort, God blesses us mightily. Because next point, tithing is for your benefit. Malachi 3, now we're in verse 11, the next verse. It says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord. Because you go, I don't plant fruit. Don't know how to do that. This was an agricultural nation in an agricultural time, but the word still applies today, even if things are different. What this is saying is that God will bless you when you're obedient. There is a spiritual covering that happens where God goes, no, 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 he's faithful. I'm gonna look out for him. He's faithful, I'm gonna look out for him. One time I met a lady who got in a really bad car accident, flipped her car multiple times, should be dead. She jumped out of the car and said, you wanna know why I'm alive? Because God knows I tithe. (laughs) There is a protection that happens in your life. There is times where you're driving and you're like, don't know how that car didn't hit me. Don't know how that didn't. And who knows, we might get to heaven and there might be like a cowboy stadium jumbotron of all the times you probably should have died. And God goes, I was looking out for you. And you go, I shouldn't have been texting while driving. <laughs> the thing is that not only protection, but it talks about how 
the nations around Israel would call Israel blessed. Because this is a concept that's hard because you go, more with 90%? More with 90%? That doesn't make sense. But what this is saying is that it shows that it's God's hand on it, that there's gonna be things in your life that don't make sense. For example, I talked about this last week, how my wife and I were able to get our home. We can't explain it. We can't explain it. But I'll say this, when it was hard to tithe, we said, okay, God, we trust you. God, it doesn't make sense. Tithe or gas? Okay, God. Tithe or go on vacation? Okay, God. Tithe or more Christmas gifts? Okay, God. But we have seen the blessings of God in so many ways where it's not always able to be explained, but I can know for us. I can't speak to everyone's house, but I can say because we have been faithful, God has been so faithful. Next point, last point. Tithing partners you with what God is doing on the earth. God doesn't need your money. Right? Imagine like, God, buy something nice. Here's a 20. God doesn't need your money, right? But tithing is an opportunity to be part of sharing the gospel. See, like I said, the tithe doesn't just sit under Hash Taylor's mattress. Doesn't do that. Doesn't go there at all, actually. So don't even try to look. But what your tithe does is it blesses the nations. Guys, your money fed homeless people today. Your money blessed missions in China and in Turkey, Israel. Nations all over the world are being blessed because of the tithe. Nations are being reached. Your neighborhood is being reached. Your schools are being impacted because of what your yes is. See, I believe we'll get to heaven one day. Maybe there might be someone who comes up to you and you're like, I have no idea who you are. And they go, I just want to say thank you. Go say it's Mariah. Meet Mariah in heaven. And I go, Mariah, because you tithe, it sent a a missionary to my country and I got saved. And you go, but I've never even been to your nation, but you're faithful. But you're faithful. And then their kids and their kids and their kids and their kids The tithe isn't just for you, but it's for everyone. There's someone that you, raise your hand if you've taken U.S. government, or sorry, U.S. history, U.S. history, U.S. history, U.S. history. There's someone you're going to meet, or not meet, he's dead, but um, there's someone that you'll learn about named John D. Rockefeller. Has anyone heard of the Rockefeller Center in New York City? It's where, remember the movie Elf and they're ice skating? That's the Rockefeller Center. So John D. Rockefeller was one of the most remarkable individuals in history, in like the 1900s and like the early 1900s, he was worth $1.5 billion. You're like, that's not really a lot. That's not. But if you do the math, that's still more than Elon Musk, more than Jeff Bezos. He is the most wealthy man in American history. At one point, 1.5% of America's money was his money. Imagine if 1.5 of America's money was your money. You'd own probably Arizona. 
He was a wealthy man who made $1.5 billion, but he was a generous man and he gave away $500 million. That money is still being used today. But it wasn't that, it wasn't his, his, his just generosity that made him blessed. But it's, he says this, he said, I never would have been able to tithe the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed my first salary, which was $1.50 a week. A man who was worth over a billion dollars learned the principle of saying yes to God when he was worth pennies. I'm telling you, there's not a perfect material time of when you'll have enough money to start tithing. But the perfect time is now at the same time because God just needs you to say yes. He just needs you to go, okay, God, I don't have all the answers. I've heard the stories. I've heard Julian say it, but I need to just take this leap of faith. See, God clearly saw Mr. Rockefeller as a man who was willing to sacrifice and the Lord blessed him for it. I'm not saying you're going to be a billionaire, okay? That, don't quote that. Do not write that billionaire, Julian, right? But I will say this, and Joey, you can come up. Tithing grows you spiritually. God will bless you because you tithe. He protects you when you tithe. And you get to be a part of what God is doing on the earth. I know there's probably some of you in here that are like, Julian, this message is hard for me to receive. I get it. I get it. I've been tithing for a long time. And that's not a flex, but that's me being honest and saying there's a line. A lot of times I've been like, God, is it really worth it? But I can promise you, on the other side of your yes, God has something for you. And I know it's, it can make you uneasy and go like, oh my gosh, I promise you it's worth it. And I know you're like, you're just, you're just Julian. What do you know? Not much. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. Young person who only gets birthday money, I promise you, if you trust him, it's worth it. To the college student who has student loans, and doesn't know how to make ends meet. It's worth it. To the person who has like six roommates, it's worth it. To the high school student who works 10 hours on a weekend, it's worth it. Because God's worth it. This kingdom is worth it. A better you is worth it. He's been faithful before. I promise you he'll be faithful again. Whether you're 12 or 22, jobless, working three jobs. Now is the time to say yes. And I'm not going to be checking bank records after this next week. Be like, Pastor Kay, can I check accounting? This is between you and God. He knows. And you know. You know. Some of y'all need to say yes. And worship team, y'all can come up. And altar team, you can come up as well. But there's some of you guys who are thinking about saying yes to 
the tithe, but maybe you're in here and you're saying, but I need to say yes to just Jesus first. We give because God gave. John 3, 16, for God gave his one and only son so that we will not perish but have everlasting life. That the whole concept of that we would have relationship with Jesus. And there's some of you in here that maybe it's not tithing. Right now is not the time to mess around. But there's some of you in here that are wanting to say yes to Jesus. And you feel that in your heart. You feel that tug. So all heads bowed, all eyes closed, nobody looking around. If you're in here and you're saying, Julian, I just wanna say yes to starting a relationship with Jesus for the first time. I know I need him as my Lord and Savior. If that's just you, nobody looking around, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Can you just raise your hand for me if that's you that wants to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior? See you guys. Can y'all repeat after me? Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. So I ask you to come into my life. Make me a new creation. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Amen. Can y'all stand up for me real quick? And y'all, can y'all give it up for the people that prayed that prayer? So this is the next thing I want to do. If you're in here and you feel that tug of like, man, Julian, I need to start tithing or I just need help getting over that initial step of trusting or maybe there's just things you need to trust God in more. We're gonna have these altars up in a moment. But can y'all, with all heads bowed, all eyes closed, just hold out your hands like you're gonna receive a gift. Can y'all just say this? Say, Jesus, because you gave, can you show me what I can give? And I believe there's little thoughts and ideas that he's dropping in your heart of things you need to give. Maybe it is tithing. Maybe it's giving above that. Maybe it's a person you know. So I'm gonna count to three. And if you feel something on your heart that you need to start giving towards, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come up, find a leader, and they're gonna pray with you to help you do that. Does that sound good? So one, this isn't between you or anybody. This is not between anybody else but you and God. Not the person next to you. You and God. You feel that on your heart. Two, if you're in here and you're saying, I need to take that next step and I want someone to pray with me. Three, come on up. Come on up in here and give prayer. Come on up. Can y'all give it up for them? It's a bold thing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. If you're up here and you want someone to pray with you, anything you guys might be navigating, this altar team's up here and they're going to be available for you. But we're going to just say in this moment, I encourage you to come up and give prayer if you need it. Uh, but if not, I just encourage you just to begin thanking God for all he has been in your